0: Today it is my privilege to welcome Pastor Winston Bosch, who will present the second half of his meditation on Psalm 42, titled, Put Your Hope in God. Psalm 42. This is the word of God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, and all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, playing on the teeter-totter I think is a bit of an image for sometimes how we live our emotions in everyday life. The ups and the downs of our emotions are sort of like us playing on a teeter-totter. Verse 5, the teeter-totter goes the other way. Verse 5 is the refrain of the song. It's repeated again in verse 11 and then again at the end of Psalm 43. The refrain is the important part that the author wants you to sing in your car. It's the part you're supposed to memorize. this part that you're supposed to repeat over and over in your mind. Look at verse 5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So who's the author speaking to in this verse? Who's he speaking to in verse five? He's talking to himself. It's as if in the middle of his suffering he stops and he says, Okay, wait a second. Instead of listening to myself, I'm gonna speak to myself. Now that is a great thing to develop in your own life. Every Christian needs to learn how to speak truth to him or herself. Instead of questioning God, the author of Psalm 42 now questions his own thoughts, his own emotions. Why are you cast down? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why so disturbed in me? And then he speaks truth to himself. He speaks truth to his own heart. He tries to replace the bad soul-sucking turmoil that's going on inside him with truth. Hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. This is biblical positive thinking. Biblical positive thinking. This is the truth of God that stabilizes us in the moment of instability. The truth of God that helps us to fight for joy when we're discouraged. Psalm 94 says it like this. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. He preaches to himself to trust the Lord, to hope in the Lord. And it's important to know that trust in the Lord, hope in the Lord, that's not just sort of a passive state of mind. Trust is an act of the soul where we choose to hold tight onto the promises of God despite the discouragement that's threatening to overcome us. By an act of the will, I decide to believe that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. The psalmist is preaching to himself, put your hope in God for I will yet praise him my salvation and my God. Brothers and sisters, preach the truth of God to yourself. Replace the negativity with positive biblical thoughts and fight for joy in the hour of discouragement. Now some of you who perhaps struggle with depression or anxiety or know somebody who does, I wonder if you're sitting here thinking now, well, well, that sounds nice, Pastor Winston, but it isn't that simple. In fact, you have no idea how dark it gets in here, how my brain and my feelings just spiral out of control and drag me so deeply down. You have no idea really what goes on between my ears. And you're right. I don't know what it's like to be you. And I've never suffered with depression. Though I've been married to a wife who has for 25 years. So I think I know a little bit. More importantly, this psalm is not giving simplistic answers to difficult questions. Have a look at verse 6 and 7. Because the teeter-totter shifts and despair surges up again. Verses 6 and 7. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon from Mount Mitzar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. The first line of of verse 5 is, why are you downcast, O my soul? And the first line of verse 6 is, my soul is downcast within me. Talk about a teeter-totter. His eyes are fixed again on his difficult circumstances and he's thinking of God and he's thinking of the promised land but he seems so far away from all of that and, and so instead of thinking of God as the source of salvation, now he thinks about God as the source of suffering and it's as if God is breaking waves on top of his head. When I was a teenager, I did some surfing in Australia and when you're hit by a big breaking wave... It can feel like you get put into a washing machine on spin cycle. And I remember one time being so disorientated that I tried to swim to the surface, but instead I swam to the bottom. And I think that's not a bad picture of the disorientation that can happen in depression. Do you ever feel like that? Do you have a loved one that you think perhaps sometimes feels like that? This psalm is not giving simplistic answers to difficult questions. The Lord knows what you and what those who you love are going through and he takes it deadly seriously. And then in verse 8, the teeter-totter goes the other way again with a radical swing of emotion. The discouragement goes down and the hope and the joy surge up again. It's as if the psalmist, he gets his head finally above the water and all of a sudden he finds that things are calm again. Look at verse 8. By day, the Lord directs his love. By night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Do you see the seesaw of the teeter totter? In verse 3, he had tears day and night, and now, day and night, he's reflecting on the love of God. In verse 3, the question was, Where is God? In verse 8, he sees that God was there all along. And I love the phrase, By day, the Lord directs his love. And according to this verse, the Lord directs or commands his chesed, his steadfast love. He directs it. He commands it for us. God directs his covenant love. He commands his love for his people. He commands it. That means he loves you with intention. His steadfast love is directed. It's given. It's commanded. It's granted specifically And personally according to his sovereign desire and pleasure what a great thing to remember what a great thing to remember when you're discouraged when you're down when you're depressed when deep calls to deep and despair drowns out everything else psalm 42 is telling us that if you listen in the middle of that if you listen carefully enough You can hear the song of the Lord. You can hear the Lord. In the middle of all that, you can hear him singing his steadfast love to you. Can you hear it? Do you hear that in your own life? The Lord singing his steadfast love for you. Can you hear it? And at the end of verse 8, the psalmist, he says that this is a prayer to the God of my life. A thread of prayer that's stitched into the highs and the low part of your life is an act of relational hope with God that will help you to fight for joy in the middle of discouragement. The last line of verse 8 is a prayer to the God of my life. And verse 9 starts with, I say to God my rock, and then we expect to, to hear a prayer of praise and of worship. But look at verse 9 and 10. I say to God my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony, as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? What happened? The teeter-totter shifted again. This is real life, isn't it? Psalm 42 is about real life. God, my rock, he says, why have you forgotten me? Why have you forgotten me? Those are the questions that suffering asks, aren't they? When? Where? Why? And then there's this sense of oppression here. He feels bullied by his enemies, wounded and insulted by their questions, harassed by the expectations of others. Sometimes we feel the same, don't we? Sometimes we feel so discouraged we just want to hide somewhere and pull the blankets over our head and just ignore the world. And taking a break from other people, well, that can sometimes be a good thing. But notice how the psalmist does not take a break from God, even in the middle of his discouragement. He's still praying. So when life gets you down, and when the teeter-totter of despair is making you feel so rotten, pray your questions, pray your frustrations to God in the middle of your discouragement, just like how you pray your joy and your thankfulness in the middle of encouragement. And don't get me wrong, I know this is hard. I know it's so hard. He feels close to death. The laughter and the jokes and the lack of understanding of others as well as our own dark thoughts as they spin around and around in our head and our suffering and our pain and our depression and our discouragement, these things can make us so tired, so exhausted, so worn out that we feel close to death. Or even worse, that we wish we would die. Have you ever felt like that? This is what life is like psalm 42 is a teeter-totter a seesaw of emotion psalm 42 does not give easy answers to difficult questions it doesn't give pat answers to hard situations this is the word of our lord who has compassion on his children who suffer and that's what the author of the psalm does again one more time in the last tilting the last shift of the teeter-totter in the last verse in verse 11 he brings us back to the refrain the part to memorize verse 11 why are you downcast O my soul why so disturbed within me put your hope in God for I will yet praise him my Savior and my God hope in God remember his promises He's your salvation. He's your covenant God and he will not abandon you. He is and he was and he will always be the God of steadfast love toward his covenant people. At the end of the psalm, hope wins. Also as Christians, we suffer in this life and we don't have all the answers. We don't have the answers to the when and to the where and to the why. But we know the who. We know the who because we know who God is. And we know he's one. We serve a covenant God who gives us Psalm 42 and who has entered into our suffering in Jesus Christ. Jesus who enters into our suffering. Jesus who cries out in agony, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? So that God would rejoice over you with gladness and exult over you with singing. Jesus who descends on the teeter totter into hell so that we can be raised up from the dead into heaven jesus christ who won so that one day he's going to take his nail scarred hand and he's going to reach over and he's going to wipe every last tear from your face when despair surges up in your life fight for joy read psalm 42 preach to yourself The steadfast love and the salvation of God. Trust him. Hold tight to his promises and remember who your God is in Jesus Christ. For more information about the churches that sponsored this broadcast, we invite you to visit our website at www.voiceofthechurch.org.